0: I'm Sam Logan, and you're listening to the podcast The Story Is, the podcast where we talk about the past, the present, and the personal. And my co hosts today are my dog outside in the hallway, my lovely wife, Katie. Hello. And our returning guest. He is an author, he is an actor. He is a podcaster, a director, and he is a podcaster of the podcast Talking Through Traffic. And he is here today to talk about his latest role of father. Kevin Schofield, welcome, welcome back to the podcast.
1: That is a lot of titles I should consolidate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but there I like you. the recent
1: one. Yeah. My most recent one, A Father, is my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it's a,
0: it's a role of a lifetime. Absolutely. Now we're very curious. Uh, I was very curious because I'm. I was just thinking it from your perspective as we talk about a subject that is very central to your wife, and she's the one person not in the
1: conversation. Yeah, that's right. She's uh, uh, she's taking care of the kid because uh, I mean she hasn't done enough. Right uh, <laughs> in the other room right now right uh, so, so we, uh we, we i mean we were honestly we had tried to get someone over to to watch her um so that we both could maybe be here to talk to you guys but uh didn't uh, didn't work out so
2: i mean we have a screaming dog so i can't really see how a crying baby would impact at <laughs>
0: all. no i if anything it would enhance the <laughs> the recording quality all we need now <laughs> is just a plane to fly over, and everything would be great. Oh um, well,
1: I, I I live not too far from the San Jose International Airport, so perfect. Okay, fingers so crossed.
0: We'll, we'll get that in stereo. <laughs> uh, so we appreciate you being the the, uh, the spokesman uh, for your <laughs> for your couple uh, discussing this, uh, and you're one of the most incredible stories of your life so far here. Um, so I was curious. How did Kim first tell you she was pregnant?
1: Um that's actually a really fun story. We I was it was in I think in May, uh sometime in May I want to say. Um maybe into June. I, I can't be Tiny. for certain, but I I was I was acting in a show for Silicon Valley Shakespeare. Um and it uh it was as you like it it was in the park it was our their free show in the park and uh, I was playing two roles and it was after one particularly really really hot day um, it was just summer had just kicked in and and you know it was really really sweaty and hot there was no wind, there was no wind at all and even at night when it cooled down, there was still no wind, so it was still a little, you know, thick. The air was still kind of thick and warm, and I was just sweating all over. And I was, and I, my role, one of my roles was a wrestler, so I had to wrestle. So I had a big choreographed fight in the first part. Uh, and then I had a whole lot of nothing. And then at the end, I had to run in and give this huge speech, uh, basically summing up the plot and tying up loose ends, and then I had to be in a dance, and then it was over. Then I had to help collect money and all that, um, but uh, I came home, and she had stayed home that day. She had already seen the play, I think, once or twice, um, and I was just telling her, like, how bad the day was, and it was, you know, how hot it was, and how exhausting it was, and how it was just, like, awful, and I just... All I wanted to do was come home and relax. And it was already hot that day when I left the house. So she said, well, I, I felt like today might be a little tough for you. Um, and I think I posted on Facebook, like, a video on how hot it was. Because I think it was like triple digits mm-hmm. when we were setting up. Um, So she's like, I saw that and I I thought you could, you know, use a little pick-me-up. So I just... I bought you a little card, and so, which we've done before, like, randomly, just, you know, just buy a card or whatever, you know, just to, you know, say I love you and all that. That is adorable. <laughs> Cue the studio audience saying, aww. <laughs> <laughs> that is very um, But, uh, so she got me this card, and I forget what it said, it was, it was about... Um, I love you so much. uh, uh, I I can explode. And then she had written in it, and in nine months, I'm going to. (laughs) And I was like, and it took me like two seconds to register what that meant. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: was like, all right. Yeah. Like,
1: you you think, did you come down with the disease? Like, like, did you join ISIS? Like, what, 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 what is, and then, and then once I got it, I, I was just, it was almost like I didn't, I was like, N- no, no, really? And then she was like, yeah. And she had taken a picture of the test. I mean, she had long thrown it away. She didn't keep it. A... <laughs> she, she didn't keep a piece stick around, uh, but she took <laughs> taken a picture of it just to show me. And I was like, oh my God, like. This is real. Like, we're doing it. Like, holy crap. And when we decided, like, maybe a month before that we wanted to start trying, um, oh. we had assumed that it would take a while. I don't know why we thought it would take a while. but Because it usually does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we just hear all these stories about, like, yeah, it took a couple months. Like, we thought, like, oh, it would take maybe you know, six months or so, I don't know, like, we'll see how it goes, and in a month, it was just like, yeah, it worked, you know, wow,
0: like,
1: wow. We, we, we really like, didn't find chance. the baby. yeah, and it was like, oh, well, that, that, that was over quickly, and then we were just kind of, uh, it was still really early, so, you know, me and my you know, my uh, anxiety and everything goes to, okay, so what are the chances of miscarriage and when does it go down?
2: Yeah. So yeah. I was
1: like, when's that week? And it was like week 12. Okay. And so then became this countdown to week 12 to when I could like relax a little bit and, and to when we could it. tell people. Yeah. 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 Um, and so up until then, I mean, it was just, I think uh, we had, we had, um, yeah, we didn't tell anyone for a good long while. I think eventually after like a month, maybe like it was like, we it was, we, she was in week seven or eight or something like that. We had just broken down and decided to tell like close family mm-hmm. um, just because we need to talk to about it to people.
2: Of course. Oh my um, God, I can't even imagine having to keep that a secret for absolutely. that
1: long. Absolutely. And and my mom was like, she was planning on uh, this year, this summer. La- so last year, she was planning on a summer trip for this year for the whole family. And like my brother and his daughter would come, and we would go, and we would go to Hawaii. And once we told her, and when the due date was... She was like, "Oh well, I guess we're not taking any planes, <laughs> and so <laughs> we're not no big trips now. So we gotta cancel Hawaii." Um, but yeah. uh, but she was really excited. Everyone was really excited. So um, so yeah, that that's how it all began.
0: Oh wow, that's great! Uh, and
2: I forget did you did you two find out that you're having a little girl, or did you wait?
1: we we did we we wanted to know right away as soon as possible cuz we we didn't even think about names until we knew what we were having cuz we it was just too many names yeah cuz we didn't want to think of like okay here's a list of boys names and here's a list of girls names and you know it was just too many names like there's already too many names in general but to think of names for both boy and girl and i didn't want to narrow it down to well let's just have a list of unisex names and that you know and the other thing was we knew that if it was a girl every girl in my my wife's family has the middle name Anne. so we knew if it was a girl we'd want to keep that tradition um so we knew the middle name would be Anne, and i and me just you know I don't know the that part of me that's a writer the, that's an actor and whatnot I just the name needs to sound right and so I was like I it needs to be a name that sounds good with Anne even though like there are only a few times in her life that people are ever gonna refer to her by all three names right for me it just all three names needed to flow <laughs> so only brilliant. so somebody. we needed to know if that or she graduated yeah. So we need to know if that was that, and also, I thought like if it was a boy, I would want to pass on my middle name, which is my father's first name. Uh, my mother, my is Raymond. My middle name is Ray, and just kind of as a thing for him, I wanted to like pass that on as well. Um, so that was the other other thing. So we we definitely wanted to know right away, um, and we we debated telling people um the one thing we knew we wanted though was we whatever the gender was we would eventually reveal it to people for obviously for gifts and stuff but also we wouldn't tell anyone the name that was big big for us because we didn't we wanted to reveal the name once she was born because we wanted the time to decide like when she was born like if we just look at her and like you know what she doesn't look like a Molly at all. Let, let's not, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but also just, you know, because you get those people that hear the name and they'll be like, oh, well, that's that's nice. And you know that they're really saying, oh, I don't like that name at all. Um, and then there are <laughs> those few people that, you know, that will just come out and say, like, oh, I don't like that name at all. Um, so we <laughs> wanted to avoid all of that and just be like, here's the name. She's born on the birth certificate already get over it <laughs> you know um
2: well that's one of my favorite names in the whole wide thank world thank you
1: <laughs>
2: yes that's my that's my sister oh that's great that i chose for
1: really her. wow yeah.
2: so i think it's a fantastic <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so wait, thank way you thank Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, that was actually a name that we both chose. Um, we both individually made a list of names. Um, and we had a few crossovers, and we basically, we each had a top ten, and then we got together and decided what are our favorites, which ones out of the are both of our lists need to, and we basically combined to make a top five. Most of them were names we both liked, Uh, Or both had in our lists, and all the names were the names we liked. And even from then, like we had five names to choose from, almost right away, Molly just sounded right. It just if and the way we talked about it, and we knew this early on, it felt like Molly was her name, and other names would they they sounded like they would be good names for her, but it sounded like Molly was her name if that makes any sense. Hmm. So yeah. it, it, just, yeah. it felt like it was the one. Uh, but we still gave ourselves yeah. time to change our mind. And, and near the end, in the last like two or three weeks, we almost broke down and just told everyone. Because <laughs> at that point we were like, yeah, I don't think we're going to change our mind at all. But at that point I was like, no, I really want to, you know, we, we, we spent all the this whole year telling people, oh, we're not going to tell you the name. I don't want to break down right before the finish line and say, "Eh, you know what? I changed my mind. Here's the name. (laughs) And also that was going to be my job. (laughs) Yeah. Once she was born and everything was set, I was going to go out into the hospital in the the waiting room, tell everyone her name and her weight and everything's great. That was my job. (laughs) And I was really looking forward to being the one to reveal the name to everyone first. Um, And I did. And it was fun. Um, it was also very tiring for patients, but
0: of course, I'm sure, but I'm sure you still had some adrenaline going as you burst out of the absolutely hospital room doors and you go, Ladies and gentlemen, crowd (laughs) around me, I have a name to declare to you. (laughs) My child's name is Molly. (laughs) Write it down. No, that is awesome. I'm sure that was a great it was moment. great
1: it 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 was it was really great and it, it it was funny. I'd never seen other people overwhelmed with joy at something that personally is like in my life, you know, like to that extent, like I've never delivered mm-hmm. news so good that it makes people cry from joy. <laughs> Like, that's never happened no. to me before. I've never, you, you know, I think, yeah, like, I've never delivered that good a before. And to deliver that news to everyone, it just, it felt, it felt great. And then it also, what also felt great was to go back, go, go from that very communal family feeling to then go back into the room where it's just me and my wife and my daughter and it's just the three of us and the various nurses cleaning up um and it was just the three of us for like another 10 minutes before we decide to let people in um but it was it 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 was it was having that intimate moment of just the three of us together was it was amazing um I think about it all the time.
0: (laughs) Wow. I'm sure it was. What was the day of like? Like the day of the delivery? Well,
1: um, (laughs) first of all, she was due on February 27th. Um, Mm -hmm. She was born on March 7th. So she was late um she was cozy yeah she was really cozy she didn't want to go anywhere um so the i think the day after we had a, a her due date she had a doctor's appointment my wife and we went there and the doctor checked to see if she was dilated at all and she was i think about three centimeter uh, three I forget if it's centimeters and millimeters anyway um but she, it was just three, so it wasn't that much. So we, they said, you know, they had some things for us to try. We tried them. And as time went on, we kept trying more stuff. And it just wasn't going. And they scheduled us a week from the due date. So basically when she was exactly 41 weeks pregnant to be induced. Because they don't want it going past 41 So, Hmm. she had, her stepmom came down, she used to, like, help people with birth, and, like, she used to be a doula and stuff, and, like, she had all these methods of helping people induce, and they were very effective. She tried everything, nothing worked. Um, We tried everything, nothing Hmm. worked. And then, just Wednesday came, uh, Wednesday the uh, 6th, and we called the hospital, they said, uh, or actually the day before I called the hospital and asked, I said, Hey, we're scheduled to be induced tomorrow. Um, like, how does that work? Do we just show up at any time? Or are you going to call us? And they said, someone will call you. Um, uh, oh. so in the morning we wake up and nothing's happening. So we have some breakfast and as soon as I bring breakfast, to us and we sit down to start eat we get a phone call and it's a nurse from the hospital saying hey uh we're from the hospital calling about your inducement are you ready to go and we said uh sure uh when should we show up and they said uh when when do you want to show up <laughs> and i was and we were kind of like what? yeah we were like uh, uh i guess we can choose i mean we just sat down for breakfast can we eat breakfast or do you want to stay immediately I said, "No, finish your breakfast, take a shower, get ready. <laughs> relax, come come when you want to." And so we were like, uh, I mean, okay. And so we ate breakfast. Yeah, take your time. Yeah, yeah, we took our t- like we, <laughs> we like we ate we ate our breakfast. Like we took care of the dog, made sure the dog was okay. We all our bags were packed and ready anyway. So, we just kind of got ready and then we got to around 11. And that whole first day was just, you know, we brought stuff there. I started texting family members and telling them, "Hey, we're getting, she's getting induced. We'll see how long this takes." Um, and leading up to then, I had been sending out a lot of because there she had a few Braxton Hicks in the week fall in the week leading up to it, to where I thought like. Okay, she's consistently having contractions And I would text people like, Okay, I think it I think it's I think it's here and then only right. to like oh she stopped having them and texting everyone, uh ah, sorry, false alarm. Um and so at that point, once they, you know, hooked her up to everything and started getting her started on everything, um, they said, Yeah, you know, for first time mom usually can take a while, usually two to three days. And here we are thinking oh, it'll happen today. And now we're being told, oh, between two and three days, probably. And that just left the air out of our sails so much, because we were just so tired. Like, we just oh wanted it. She's
2: probably so uncomfortable at that point. Yeah. You know? Right.
0: Because, again, we're talking about week
1: 41. Mm. Exactly. Oh of a pregnancy. Oh, yeah. And it was just, you know, like, oh, man. And she was going without drugs for a while. um, And that was the plan. Originally her plan, she just wanted to, and really just in a, she, she described it as she just wanted to see if she could hang, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And she did for a while. um, uh, But then they were trying to speed up because they, the, the, the inducement. So then they, and the regular drug that they give you just wasn't working well enough. So, Uh, They did this thing where essentially they insert a balloon into the cervix uh, between the cervix and the uh, baby's head to help dilate, you know, more and more, basically create an artificial space in there to force it to like (laughs) start spreading more and start opening more. Um, As soon as that happened, she started every contraction started hurting way more. Uh, oh yeah at uh. that point it was two in the morning so we're already into the thursday at this point we already spent the almost the whole day there and it's two thirty in the morning or something like that and she decides to say like yeah i want to yeah. get, get me that epidural like right away yeah um and so she got the epidural
0: especially when they break out the balloon of pain at two in the morning absolutely. yeah give me some drugs
1: yeah absolutely and and because i think she had the balloon for like an hour before she was like yeah this is too much um and then she got oh, the epidural impressive. and um and at that point uh once you have the epidural they don't let you get off the bed um, no so she's got to lay down and yep. we had brought in like a huge exercise ball which is to help, like, if you're doing like if you're doing no drugs, you can like, get up and you can sit on the ball and kind of help relieve the pain and the tension and all that. Um, and we hadn't used it up until that point. And now that you have the epidural, I was like, and I had trouble removing the plug from it, so it was just, I couldn't deflate it. So I had this huge exercise ball, and now it's just stuck in our room, and I'm like, I have to carry this around. <laughs> <laughs> what like once we change rooms, I have to carry this around, and <laughs> and for nothing, for nothing. Like you're a yoga instructor. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so we oh, man. we go on, and it's just, and they're like, we just need to get to the six, and once we get you to the six, everything up until six is really slow, but once you get to six, everything goes by really quickly, and so we're like, all right. And so we're waiting, we're waiting, Thursday keeps going, and then middle of the afternoon they check, and she's finally at five, and they're like, all right. And it gets later and later in the afternoon, and then they check again, and she's still at five. She got close to six, but not quite six. And at that point, they they had already broken her water for her, just to try and speed it up. And once you break the water, mm-hmm. you have 24 hours to get the baby out or it's a C-section. Um, so that's on our mind. and Right. You The clock is ticking. Here. Yeah. And I'm wondering, like, why isn't it opening more? And at one point, one of the doctors that's in there says that. It's a possibility that because the head hasn't descended all the way, the head hadn't descended all the way down where it's supposed to be, possibly because her body might know, and maybe that's why it's taken so long, that the baby's head is too big. And so maybe, like, she's not being dilated because, it like, the head just won't be able to fit. And at that point it's like okay if that is true then we're definitely needing a C-section and I start going like oh crap. Oh man. Cuz yeah. no one no one wants a C-section. Not no and, major surgery. And it's uh, and I'm I'm worrying my head off and I'm doing the yeah. the I'm fine thing or <laughs> like how are, how are you holding up Kevin? And I'm like I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Um which just means I'm I'm not, everything's falling apart and I can't keep a head straight. Um, and right. Plus, the doctor just said your baby's head was big. Like, how dare you? Yeah.
0: <laughs> how dare you insult my child's
1: head? Well, the other thing is, my head was big when I was born. So much so, I got stuck on the way out, and they were about to do a C-section, but then they tried forceps and got me out. The forceps left a permanent scar on my head. Uh, near my eye. That's also in the back of my head. What's also in the front of my head is the fact that when I was born, I was 10 pounds, and when my wife she was 11 pounds. So already there's a predisposition for big babies. Right. So we're thinking like, oh God. We would have a huge baby Like a big headed, like 12 pound like just a a big bundle of joy yeah and so you know family's coming they're coming in and out and they're visiting you know i'm getting a little bit of sleep here and there she's getting a little bit of sleep eventually we both like take a nap at the same time and they kind of rig her legs in a certain way to like so that like it stays in a certain position to like allow like gravity to kind of help open her up more and just the position. Hopefully we can speed this along. Um, Mm -hmm. Another thing that gets worrisome is actually before we we, uh, they were tracking the baby's heart rate and it started getting low. And so they're like and they're tracking it through like this monitor they strapped to Kim basically and they're reading it through there and it's getting really low and they're getting worried so they start putting her on oxygen and now the whole thing is like like, this is around the time they were talking about like is it too big we have 24 hours Uh, they're talking about might have to do a c-section but just emphasis on the might they weren't trying to like alarm us, but they were just telling us. But of course, I get alarmed and she gets alarmed. Right. And then at this point, the heart heart rate thing happens, and they start putting an oxygen mask on on her. And I'm really freaking out at this point. Yeah. Um. And my Nobody brother. Said would be involved. Yeah, and my brother who lives in uh, Lincoln, or yeah, Lincoln, uh, which is a little bit past uh, Sacramento he had wanted to come and be at the birth of his niece. And, um, I kept telling him, like, you know, I don't know if it's going to happen today. I don't know if it's going to happen. Um, once all this stuff started happening, he did, he like, he was going to take his daughter and, and his girlfriend to like, and the, and the three of them would come down to see us just because they wanted to see us. Cause all this stuff was going on. Um, And we didn't know how long it would go on or what would happen. Um, So eventually we both take a nap and then we wake up and my brother arrives with his daughter. We get to say hi. um, And he starts asking me, like, I'll get you some lunch, food for dinner. Because at that point, it's like a little past seven, close to eight uh, at night. And I'm like, yeah, something from McDonald's or whatever. I don't care. And then we have to shoe everyone out of the room because they got to check in to see, like, all right, are we are we at six or like how, how far have we come? And so everyone gets shooed out, and we're waiting there. And my and we're both, me and Kim, we're both thinking, please say seven, please say seven, right? Six or seven? I'll take six, but like, please tell me it's somewhere there because last time they checked was like two hours ago and then we took a nap for an hour and a half and now it's like please please say we're past six and the nurse is checking and i just hear this huh huh okay and i'm like that sounded like a good okay Seven, seven. Oh my god are we at eight and then she just says uh, we are done, and I'm like, "What? What?" He's like, "We're ready to push. You're complete." What? And I'm like, "Are you kidding me? We're like, like now, like we're, we're having the baby now. Like we went from it's you know like it needs to get to ten, and we were like halfway there, and then you know we take a nap for like an hour, and then my brother shows up, and all of a sudden, yeah, we're having the baby now. And they weren't
2: kidding." Second half goes fast. Oh, it goes very quick.
1: My God, it it did, and and so it, it, that's the, the pushing. The official pushing started at eight o'clock, and for most of it, it was just one nurse and me and Kim in the room, and for most of that, my original plan for the pushing was: I'm going to stay by your head. I don't want to see all that stuff that happens down there. Uh, yeah, I wasn't one of these guys like I want to see my child being born. I was like, I I I know the biology of what goes on down there, and I'm not going to romanticize it and say it's going to look beautiful, right. you know, with all liquids and things and stuff stretching and blood, lots of blood coming out. Um, right,
0: and it's not like it's not like you're going to accomplish anything by being there and seeing yeah, that. Yeah, but now standing next to your
1: wife and comforting her, yeah, you might accomplish something. But now because I have to help hold her leg up, I'm positioned in a way to where I have no choice but to see everything. Even if I turn mm-hmm. away, it's in my peripheral vision. I can't, like... <laughs> so it's either I, I, I close my eyes completely and, you know, just leave my wife to so not have someone to, like, visually look at while she's trying to do all this work, or I just, mm-hmm. like, all right, I guess I'm just now. And so... It, it, it starts happening and then I start to see like I look down and I see like this little round thing coming out, like all this pus and some hair, and I'm like, That's my baby's head. Mm-hmm. Aww. And, oh my god, that's her head. And then my wife starts pushing and then it immediately goes back in. And I'm like, What what happened? Wait, like, come back. Like, no come back. What are you doing? And And that that would happen like all the time. Like every time she would push, it would like the head would come out a little bit more, and then and it would kind of go back a little. It was kind of like two steps forward, one step back. And Uh you know, that sounds incredibly painful for the person who's trying to bring that child. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like my wife, once once she got the epidural, she was like, I don't feel anything. (laughs) Like <laughs> she, she, she says it was amazing. She didn't feel anything. She, was, oh, if anything, it was, it was hard because she was trying to push, and the 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 doctor or the nurse had said, uh, "Don't push with your face." A lot of people, because and they tell you like, push like like you have a real big poop, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's how you push, but don't mm-hmm. push like with your face, because a lot of people like they'll mm-hmm. make a face and they'll try and push that way. That's not the like. Like, focus on mm-hmm. the physical, like, stuff down there and trying to push it out. And so the entire time, she's not make a face. And, like, that's all she's thinking about. Apparently, that's what she told me afterwards. Uh, the entire time, I'm like, oh, God, she's having a real... But in her head, she's like, don't make a face. Don't make a face. Don't make a face. Not like, oh, there's a person <laughs> coming out of me and this really hurts. It's don't make a face. Um, the nurse said, make a face. Okay. Um. So the pushing st- ends around, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, she's crowning. Okay, get the. Doctor. And it's a teaching hospital, so we get a bunch of nurses, uh, some interns, and then we get a doctor intern who's helping uh, deliver with the maid who's actually head of the floor, uh, head of the department. And so he helped deliver and was teaching this this young intern how to how to do it too. And at that point, then I really couldn't see anything because they were—they had their hands everywhere, and I just couldn't, you know. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay. And we're like, all right, let's get the head out, and then, and then, then the shoulders, and then everything else should come out really easily. And so at that point, like I can't see, so I'm just staring at my wife, and we're kind of just like, you and me, it's you and me here, and we're doing, you're doing this, and we're, you know. And then we just hear like, all right, shoulder let's get the and i'm like one shoulder that was quick and then the other shoulder comes out and by the way the entire time like when all this started they were telling us um you know they were monitoring the heart rate and the way they were monitoring was earlier when i i said earlier they had tr- their heart rate was going down
0: uh-huh. so they
1: changed to get a more accurate heart rate read they inserted a thing, basically like this clip that attaches to the top of the baby's head, and it just inserts right into the head uh, to get a good read, and so they get a better read on that. Um, but then the downside is, once she comes out, she has this thing sticking out of her skull. They have to take out. Um, it's really small, so it's not that it's not actually as big of a deal as it sounds. But um, yeah. but they're also telling us. Like, usually during the pushing, because it's a very stressful thing, the baby's heart rate might start going really high. Um, but her heart rate was staying, you know, perfect. It was they, they said, it's almost like she likes this. Like, she likes being squeezed out or something. It's really weird. <laughs> and made me feel confident, like, oh, my God. We have the first chill. We have a really chill baby like oh yes like she's relaxed and very kind of like oh, I don't know whatever you know she she was like, oh I, I could come on my due date Literally. but whatever I'll wait we'll see <laughs> so I'm like all right this is good so anyway the both shoulders come out and then all of a sudden it like that it was almost like everything else came out like whoosh like almost like on the end of a water slide like whoop and they take it out and immediately place it. Uh, Place her on her stomach. Uh, because she was a week late, she was, uh, I guess this is common, she pooped. So mm-hmm. all the, there was all this liquid, so they had to like suck. They had to do this thing to her mouth like right away to make sure she didn't ingest anything. So they had to stick yeah. these things down her mouth. Uh, before before we let her just, before they let her just, you know, skin to skin with my wife. Uh, <clears throat> and once they did that, you know, she was laying there, and it was perfect. It was just this wonderful moment. And then I looked down, and she's pooping on her chest.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like,
1: all right. This, yep. is, this is life. Well, it's beautiful. Then and then there's poop.
2: Yep. <laughs> Lots of poop.
1: Yeah. And so <laughs> like... they lift her high up. And just to, you know, clean everything. And get all the, you know, because then they're getting ready for the placenta to come out. And mm-hmm. and all the, clean up all the blood and stuff. And all the, and then they're getting ready for the cord. And I told them, like, because they asked me, do you have the cord? And I'd been nervous, like, that I'm going to cut, like, the wrong part of it. And then something's going to go wrong. So I was like. Exactly
0: my fear. Yeah.
1: So I said, I will cut it if you tell me exactly where to cut. You point to where I go, and I will do it. And so I did. And it almost felt like cutting. Like, it looked. I'll say it looked like cutting through wet pasta. But the cord was, like, really thick. So it it took, like, I think three finally go through the whole thing. Wow. But uh, the entire time, you know, they're cleaning everything up, and uh, they want to start breastfeeding for the colostrum that, you know, like right away, Mm -hmm. uh, but they have to clean everything up. So my baby's head is up near Kim's head, and she already First of all, within the first few seconds of life, she immediately reached out, grabbed my wife's finger and started like gripping it really hard and crying, which was beautiful and amazing. But the other part, once she got up, she was she immediately went into this sucking motion. And because she couldn't clean everything up, she just started sucking on, on Kim's face for like five minutes. Uh, which, which was really really cute and amazing <laughs> um and and then and then that was it then everything was cleaned up everything was out of there and you know we got time for just us and it was she had a lot of hair right away uh she was right right she was right right on the border of of like just enough hair to be cute But not too much hair to be like, wow, that's a lot of hair. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It was perfect. I gotta say, and this, (laughs) you know, people talk about the moment that their child is born being like, or, or the 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 day that their child is born being like the greatest day of their lives. I will say it is probably one of the greatest days of my life unfortunately it's not the greatest day of um because i was expecting to have this like whoosh of like oh my god like i'm a father now i didn't really feel that and for the first day or two i was kind of like almost in shock like i had like i had a child i have a child now and and i, I was kind of like wondering like why why don't i have this overwhelming like joy like why isn't it hit me yet like i feel like it should have hit me right away but it didn't and and it took a few it took like i think a day i'm in the hospital with her and i'm doing skin to skin contact with her and i'm just holding her and then at one point she just looks up to me her and I like I'm trying to reposition her, and I'm holding her like a football. And she looks up to me with her eyes, and she just kind of starts scanning my face, and making these things with her mouth. And that that's when it hit. That's when it, I had that like, oh my god, like okay, okay, this is it. Oh wow! It didn't come right away, and. I've heard since like like read stuff from people who had have had kids and they have the same thing like that whole like for some people it might be like a right away but you're dealing with so much stuff and you're so sleep deprived that like and
2: just the nature of transition in general yeah huge like transitions that that you know for, for better or worse it's very traumatic the whole experience is so traumatic so yeah. it's understandable that it would take a day for those that just in, adrenaline to, to even out so that you can even process what just happened right
1: right and and that's that that's pretty and and it would come in waves the next couple of days too and um, and you know it, it was it was amazing once we brought her home, uh, well, actually, the big story was, so it's around 10 at night. My brother did go to get me the McDonald's and have been waiting the whole time. Uh, yeah, so
0: where's the, your McDonald's? That's what I was going to ask. Was like, he said he was going to be going to Mickey D's. He, he kept them. How long them. was the line?
1: <laughs> he, he went and got it. He stayed to hear about the the, the kid. She came, He came to see her uh, while the people taking a look at her, but then it was getting late. He had to get his daughter home, so they're like, we're gonna come back like tomorrow, and we'll see you in the hospital, and then we'll come back a week later. It's... Um, so he left, but my parents kept the food, and I was starving at this point. So like, it was the coldest I have ever eaten, and the most, and the coke was all like it was watered down because all it had melted, and it was so uh-huh. like it was room temperature. Room temperature yeah. watered down Coke. Duh. But I I ate that and drank that. I ate it so because f- I was just so damn hungry. And that <laughs> night everyone was telling me like, you look tired. Go. To- you should go home and sleep at home. Um, I was like, no, no. But then Kim starts like, no, you should go home and sleep because you look tired. And I'm like, how tired do I look? I feel like I don't and apparently I looked really tired apparently I didn't wear it very well um, and so and the, the other part then was they moved us into the maternity ward which uh, was a different area and we got a shared room, no one was there but because our area of the room was smaller and there was really, there was a chair that didn't recline hmm. so there really wasn't anywhere for me to sleep anyway So I went home, I got like six hours, and I came right away, came back right away uh, the next day, saw everyone, and and I asked him, like, were you able to get some sleep? And she said, maybe an hour. (laughs) And it's because the nurses kept coming in, and she had to do breastfeeding every like two hours, and... Molly just didn't want to be left. She wanted to be held the entire time. So she had to just hold the baby the whole time. So she couldn't really sleep. I think I think she, made, she, she pieced together like an hour. And so I'm like, okay, I'll hold her. You'll get some time. And she got like an hour or two. But I just remember thinking, God, you just gave birth. And, yeah, and then- you didn't get any didn't get sleep. sleep. And the nurses kind of didn't ask. The whole time we were there, they didn't. They were checking in about: is she latching? Are you breastfeeding okay? How are the, you know? Are you still bleeding? How's that going? How's how's the pain? They didn't ever ask her like, are you getting any sleep? That was like the last thing on their minds. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the hospital didn't have a nursery, so there was policy for the babies to room with the parents. So it wasn't like she could be. Can you take the baby to the nursery so I can get some sleep? That was fun. so. Wow. The end of the day comes. I'm still tired, and so I'm like, "Is it okay if I go home and get sleep? Like, will you mind?" And she's like, "No, I don't mind. Like, just go get some sleep." And I said, "Call me if anything gets overwhelming." I get home. I get sleep. I wake up three hours later. She's calling me. She says. This is too much. I need you to come here right away. (laughs) It's like I just want to get an hour of sleep. Then you can go home. And I said, and I so I got there, and I'm like, I will be here all day. You get as many hours as you can get. And she got like two and a half hours. I held the baby. It was great. It was amazing. That skin to skin in the hospital was amazing. It, it's amazing. I haven't been able to do much of it since we got home because it's cold and it's hard to be, you know, yeah, I, I don't want to make her like naked just to, you know, so I can have that experience. But right. Um, <clears throat> but it, it was really amazing um, until like maybe 11. Then it hit me because I got there like at three in the morning on three hours sleep. And then I'm like, I'm falling asleep standing up. I'm falling asleep with people talking to me. I'm like, I was, it was really bad. Oh. And so I get some coffee, which I don't drink, but I did just to get me the caffeine so I can be awake. because going gonna let us out at the end of the day. Uh, Cause that day was the day we were going home. So I was like, I need to be awake to drive us. Yeah. So the day goes on. Afternoon comes, they just they let us go. For some reason, it took a while to let her out of the. But eventually, we get home, and uh, we're there, and we're like, "All right, we have a baby. Just the two of us. We're mm-hmm. sleep deprived, and oh. die. This will work <laughs> out fine. <laughs> this will work out just fine. Um, we're maybe at home alone for like maybe an hour or two, and then." Her dad shows up and he really wants to see her because in a few weeks he has to leave uh, for a bit. So he won't get to see her for a while. And so he's like, I want to see her as much as I can. And he lives up near Rockland, uh, which Mm -hmm. is also near uh, Sacramento. So he Mm -hmm. doesn't, yeah, he doesn't have much. It's hard for him to see her all the time. So he takes that opportunity and I'm like, I'm going to sleep. And so I take a nap (laughs) for like two hours and then I wake up and then I come back out. Nighttime comes and we're trying to put Molly to sleep in the bassinet. And she's not sleeping. Every time we put her down, it's like two seconds later, she starts crying. We hold her in our arms. She stops, goes back to sleep. She's asleep. I put her down. Same thing. She wakes up in 10 seconds. And so like, you know what? I got a nap earlier. I'm going to stay in the living room. I'm going to hold her for four hours. I'm going to stay up. You get some sleep, and then we'll switch. And that's how we did th- that for, like, the first two days. And I, <laughs> I can't tell you, like, I've been tired before. <laughs> and I've been sleep deprived but, but th- th- this was a whole another level wow. it was so extreme like i just not believe how delirious like it, it just it it was it's so it's amazing what what sleeping for a while does to you like it changes like it, my personality was changing <laughs> you know we were both getting like you know, really annoyed and like mm-hmm. the littlest things, not at each other. Like which was the good part. But just in general, just annoyed at everything. Oh and yeah. and the you know, the one shining light was one, our baby was really cute. So <laughs> we we our dog, Lacey, she kind of took on this weird motherly attitude towards Molly. Like was really soft with her. Anytime Molly would cry, she would like run up and like she'd be really nervous and like concerned and she, you know, if we weren't coming fast enough, she would start barking at us like and then like she would run like to us and then back to her and be like, you know, at one point we put her in this thing to sleep and she couldn't see where she was because she was up a little high and she started running around the thing like whining because she couldn't see her and she was worried about her and that was not what we expected but it was just this amazing like thank god we don't have to worry about the dog Mm it's not competitive we were worried about that like would she be competitive and she wasn't which really made it easier eventually like we had some family my mom came by and she was like i'll watch her for a couple hours you guys nap. We did. And then eventually, like two or three days later, after we had brought her back from the hospital, she had started to sleep in her bassinet. And I would gotten the hold of how to swaddle her really well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That helped. And then eventually she got to the point where she'll sleep in the bassinet for like two hours, wake up cry we'll need to change her we'll need to feed her and then she'll go back to sleep and that was kind of our you know routine up until like today um it's the same routine and she just you know at this point she sleeps for around two and a half to three hours at a time um and we kind of got used to it at this you know it it it, fe- it after having so much sleep depravity, you
0: it's amazing
1: it. how. It's amazing how good two hours of sleep will now feel. It'll feel like a whole eight hours of sleep. Wow. In comparison, like just like two straight hours uninterrupted. You know, when you're really tired, feels like you're ready to go. You know, and. Uh, and for me in particular, because I I have sleep apnea, and I sleep with uh, a sleep mask. And mm-hmm. when we were in the hospital, I didn't sleep with it. And for like two days afterwards, I didn't sleep with it. Um. Almost out of this twisted thing of like, well, my wife isn't getting good sleep, so I should, in solidarity, not good, get like good sleep. <laughs> um. But at some point, she was. I told her that, and she was like, "You're dumb,"
0: like. <laughs> of it needs this. to be functioning <laughs> right it, it, it's good she said yeah. something like you're about to be a father it's like you don't want to die in your sleep
1: yeah and it's it it, it was it, it's just one of those like you know she she's done so much already and i just like whatever i can or compensate um <laughs> so um but yeah in that first week every it just it's felt like is this just going to be our lives now? We're just like, are we ever going to go back to, you know, like feeling good? Because <laughs> no. not getting any sleep felt awful. And it uh-huh. was just like, this is going to go on forever. Um, And then, it, you know, it, I think it only lasted like two or three days, but those two, that felt like an entire week. Um, mm-hmm. But it was really only a couple of days. And then, fine um but um you know since then really nothing big has come up other than there's some trouble uh breastfeeding like she just gets a little impatient but even then like we got some formula she's fine she's eating she's gaining weight fine um and she's also like she's at this golden period where she's okay just being just laying down and just kind of looking around the room and just kind of like being on her own for a little bit without (laughs) us holding her Uh, and like she can't move (laughs) like like she can move but she's not mobile right this great period of you know she sleeps most of the day and night so unless she's awake and like being fussy, I can just put her down and then I can do whatever I want. (laughs) You know, we can just like have our normal kind semi-normal, like we can, we can do dishes. We can, you know, do stuff around the house. We can watch a movie. I can play my Xbox, whatever. Um, So we're, I'm just kind of looking forward to the breaks myself for like, okay, when she becomes mobile, I'll have no time to do anything because I'll be running around making sure she doesn't get into everything. But right yeah. now, she's at this period where she's pooping, she's eating, she's sleeping, she's looking. It's perfect. Uh, she, she doesn't know about you know all the headaches she can cause to her parents yet. Um, <laughs> but I, it, it is... It, you know I, I started going back to work this week what Which was that is, like, like? It it's weird being back to work because I started my paternity leave two weeks before her due date. Um, so I had two weeks plus the week that she was late of just being at home and Kim, but like we were just kind of you know waiting and not doing anything and. And then when the baby came, there was dealing with all that stuff. So going back to, I have somewhere to be every day, is weird. And I'm and I'm a therapist, so I only have like two to three hour chunks, like twice a day, sometimes three times a day, where I'm doing things. So I've I still have a large pocket of the day where I can be at home, and, yeah. which is really nice. But even then, there you know the first two days, the second day more than the first day, really. Because the first day was the adrenaline of, hey, I'm back. Mm-hmm. Day. It was more like, that's when I really felt the, I just want to be at home. Like, the allure of being a stay at home parent suddenly hit me. Because I was like, I just, I, I just want to be around my daughter all day. Like, Like, it's awesome just staying at home and taking care of her all day. Like, it's really stressful, and it, it can get really hard, but it was just, it's so much fun to just have a whole day uninterrupted, like, we don't have anywhere to go, we don't have anywhere, we don't have to, you know, do grocery shopping or do errands, we can just stay at home, the two of us together, and our daughter and our dog, and just, that, like, its it's amazing how wonderful that feels and i you know it, it's almost it's beyond words i can't really describe how amazing that and to not be able to do that or to be able to do that only like certain days it's like man i see i see i i you know i i see the not, not the appeal but like the amazing uh I don't know what, what the word is, but the, the treasure it is to be able to mm-hmm. to do that. It's also very because there will be, di- and I won't lie, we for, first couple of days and the sleep the the sleeping had part to do with it. The other part is we just had moments of each of us at separate times, which was good. Just having a big breakdown and crying uh-huh. and being like, "This is too much. I can't." Do yeah. This. Like, I don't, I don't know how to do this. And we both had moments where we were like, I, I'm, I'm, we're terrible. I'm like, I'm terrible. at it. And the good thing is it happened at different times. So the other person was always there to be like, no, you're fine. Like, you know, to cheer us up and like be our, it was like, okay, you had your break. Ours, I'm going to have mine and you're going to be my rock. And then yeah. that would happen. And then the next day would come and something would happen. And, you know less of that has happened but it did happen That's and you will and I'm, your I'm birthday. confident yeah and i'm confident it will happen at some point but it's it's just that and and you you know i i find myself thinking about my parents a lot which i think is inevitable yeah mm-hmm. you know you think you were raised and you think about like you know it's hard it's like that i i wish i could see my parents doing this you know, like yeah. with me or with my brother, because I was second born. So I would like to, like, what was it like for them doing this the first time? Did they have moments like this? And, you know, you talk to them and I talk to them, and they're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, of you, and course, suddenly, yeah. And you suddenly have this on what it means to be a parent of, like, wow, none of us really know right away what to do. Like, this is a, like, you you will know what to do, but you, you know it. You just gotta. You'll get there, and it and it's one of those like, I don't know, like it it definitely does make you a little closer to your parents in terms of. You know your stories about your day, and how the baby went, how their granddaughter did, and they're like, oh yeah, that happened with you, and that having that. You know, there aren't many things that I have that one-on-one connection with my parents in terms of like I can identify with this, and you can identify with the exact. Um, you know, because there's that generation gap and everything, but th- this is definitely one of them, and and it's nice. It's 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 and it it it's it, 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 it's one of those things that in when it gets really hard that and I think I'm here today my parents are fine I'll be fine (laughs) I'll I'll figure it we'll figure this and um it's amazing and I (laughs) it it, you know every time I, I people have been and since I've been going back to work people have been asking me all the time how does it feel to be a father you know it feel to be a parent? How's parent life treating you? And I really can only say this, I can't put it into words. There you have been through it and you know how it feels and or or I just I can't describe it. It's 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 everything good and everything hard all rolled into one. And it, there's not really an emotion I can attach to it for how I feel hmm. about it, except that on the simplest, I like it <laughs> it's good. And I can't really okay. say more than that, I, but, but that even that it does it injustice to how, how it truly feels. And it's different for everyone. And that's the one thing we went into this because we, we were so like, you know, because and I have no idea why, but it, it, everywhere we were going to look for like advice on like how to, it was always like we would hit someone who would be like, oh, you do it this way. And this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. And then we hit another way that's just oh, no, don't do it that way. Do it this way. And <laughs> someone would be like, oh, no, do it this way. And it was, it's just that, like, over this, like, man, everyone has a different way of doing it. And to them, it's the way of doing it. And, and after, you know, I've only been doing this for like, about a month. And it's one of those things where I realized, you kind of just develop your own way of doing it. You know, Mm -hmm. like what you'll, you'll, you'll find your groove of what'll work, you know, you'll kind of combine everything and you'll just unconsciously work. Um, and, you know, that that's the best you can do. Um, yeah.
0: So. Wow. Well, Kevin, I, I tell you, um, me and Katie had like this breakdown of what we wanted to ask you and you proceeded to just okay. check every, every single box without us <laughs> asking So I congratulate you on that. If you can do that, I think you're definitely going to be a great dad.
1: Thank you. So uh,
0: I really appreciate you sharing your story. It's always great to use us catching up as an excuse to do a podcast.
1: (laughs) Kind of killing two birds with one stone.
0: Yeah. And I got
1: to tell you, I, uh, at some point we got to, I got to get Kim on here because Um. Yeah, she did. She did all the heavy lifting. Right.
0: Exactly.
2: We also really want to meet Molly. So I'm absolutely maybe we can schedule something where we can have Kim on the podcast while we're all together.
1: Uh Absolutely.
2: I'll just hang out with Molly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And
0: I figured you you would definitely, you know, when you start your podcast up again, is definitely have your wife on yours as well. Yeah. Because let me that's in the works. Yeah. Yeah. Because let me tell you, speaking from experience, uh, when you add your wife to your podcast, usually you get a whole lot more listeners. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Well, thank you very much, Kevin. I think that'll do it. Thanks. Uh, Thank my wife for joining us as well. I love
2: talking about babies. Thanks for having me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that's uh, our story. And we're sticking to it. We'll see you next time.